You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome into another D-backs podcast. Tim McMaster here from snowy, windy New York, New York, talking to Steve Gilbert, who's in, I think, short sleeves, maybe a bathing suit out in Arizona. Uh, It's a tale of two cities on the podcast, Steve, Uh, but Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, too, Tim. Yeah, we're getting a, not a nice uh, Arizona weather out here. Don't want to rub it in for all those uh, folks in the rest of the country. Well, the good news is probably most of the people tuning into this podcast are also enjoying that weather, so <laughs> you can all just laugh at me. But anyway, um, you got a chance to talk to Mike Hazen this week, the GM of the D-backs. Uh, there's a story up on Diamondbacks.com about that, and what came from that is one thing, not a whole lot, and that's because things continue to just drag, and that's something that he was asked about, right, Steve, is why is this offseason going so slowly, and he didn't even have an answer. Yeah, you know, I tried to give Mike a little bit of a break there over the holidays and didn't talk to him for a couple of weeks, and uh, when I checked back in with him yesterday, I asked him what's going on, and he said, not a lot. So um, he said they continue to have conversations, um, but the market has just uh, kind of been slow to develop this year. I did ask him why, as you pointed out, and, and he didn't really have an answer for that because, you know, he said it's hard when you're in the middle of it and you're so focused on your team to kind of take a, be able to take a broad look and, and fully take in why uh, other teams might be doing what they're doing at the moment or why certain guys um, who you're not even int- into signing uh, might not have signed yet. So he said it was very hard for him at this point to say why that was, but um, continues to believe, as I guess every GM that, that, that I see quoted these days, continues to believe that at some point um, things are going to get going with this market. Now, when that, when that actually uh, happens, we'll, we'll see. Well, the fact is it has to at some point because at some point these teams need players and the players need teams, so it has to come together eventually. But, man, it is going slow for sure. The good news, I guess, from the D-backs' perspective is maybe they have less to do than some other teams that have more glaring holes. That said, there is still some work. There's a lot of middle infielders, probably too many on the roster right now, and then the outfield needs some help as well. But other than that, they're in a pretty good place, right? Yeah, they're in a good place. I mean, if they had to open the season today they, with this team, um, they could. I think, as you pointed out, there's a couple areas of, of need in the outfield and, and also maybe kind of making some space with their, with their middle infield and also possibly a, you know, some catching help. But they did strengthen the bullpen, which was something that they uh, really wanted to do and kind of um, give Torrey uh, some, some options there late in the game at the back end. So, um if they had to today, they, they could start the season that way. And, and I did ask my case in that, and, and usually uh, you'll get a GM that will answer it that way. But he said, sure, but uh, I, I do believe that we're, we're going to be able to get some things done here before spring training. So what those things are, though, remain to be seen. And, and when we're going to start to see a, a thaw, no pun intended, uh, in the hot stove, uh, you know, We'll have to stay tuned for that, I guess. Yeah, you can check it off by the holidays. I guess you have, you know, uh, President's Day, Martin Luther King Day coming up, and then there's there's uh, Groundhog Day, and then Valentine's Day. We need to get these things done uh, eventually. All right, you have five questions facing the D-backs in 2018 up on the site. It's a story that people can check out. I wanted to dive into those questions a little bit with you, Steve. Uh, number one, how do they replace J.D. Martinez production? And obviously you're not going to replace the prolific home run rate he was swinging the bat at in 2017. So what direction do you think they need to go to replace that production? 
Yeah, and I think that's a that's one of the big things for them is 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 this outfield situation right now. They've got Yasmani Tomas coming off uh, an abdominal type injury that he has core had core surgery. I've, I've never heard of that before, but a core surgery. Um, so they really, as it stands right now, they will need him to be healthy and to and to be productive because um, they're kind of limited in the outfield with with the loss of uh, JD Martinez and kind of leaves them with A.J. Pollock and David Peralta and Tomas as their three outfielders. Um, they could use some depth back there. So I think they're going to try to get uh, some depth, and they're going to hope that, that Tomas can kind of bounce back injury-wise and, and maybe be the player um, that he was the year before when he did uh, when he did put up some, some pretty decent offensive numbers. So um, that's kind of how they're going to they're gonna, I look at the outfield going. All right, the next question is Zach back, and of course that is the possible trade rumors. You hear about Zach Greinke. You heard a little more about them earlier in the winter than than right now, but I guess the, the thing with that is, Steve, if you're going to trade him, obviously you need to replace him, and that's the, the kind of conundrum that Hazen and company are facing. Yeah, you know, certainly people talk about his contract and about $126.5 million or something left on it. And wouldn't it be great if they could move that and free up money? And, and it would be. Um, however, as you pointed out, they're looking to contend this year. So do you trade the, the A starter off your rotation without having a, a replacement in mind? Um, and also you're going to probably have to eat part of that, that contract in order to move it, not as much as you would have, uh, say, before last year, when you know before you put up 17 wins and, and uh, threw over 200 innings. So I think that you know there, there's a there's a tendency to be speculated about that. Um, is it possible? I'm sure it, it, it's possible, um, but I, I, it, it would seem like that is a complicated maneuver in terms of they would have to then negotiate how much money they're going to actually pick up and then find a way to make up for that in in the rotation so that they could still be competitive in 2018. The next question is, is Archie Bradley ready to be the closer? It's something we've discussed on this podcast before, but the further we get into this offseason, Steve, it seems like it's more and more likely going to be the equation for Arizona. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see that. Now they've got Boxberger, um, who they acquired from the Rays. They've got uh, Hirano, who they signed from uh, the Japanese League, and they've got Bradley as their three late-inning options. Um, they said probably going into spring training, they will not have a designated closer, but they hope to have one coming out of spring training. Um, so that remains to be seen. Um, possible that they use Archie in a role, kind of like uh, the Indians use Andrew Miller, where um, while he's not technically the closer, he pitches some of their bigger innings, kind of setting the, setting the way up for Allen in the ninth. So uh, maybe Archie is a multi-inning threat or a guy to get them out of jams. Um, before turning the ball over to somebody else, or maybe Archie will be the guy. I think that's going to be kind of fascinating to see. And, and certainly Archie had a great year last year and, and uh, has the stuff to be the closer and seems to have the, the, the mentality to be a closer as well. Um, there's just always that big jump when a guy makes a jump from the eighth inning to the ninth inning. There always seems to be something a little different about the final three outs. Up next, who is up the middle and who gets traded, I guess, is the other side of that. Yeah, you know, and you pointed it out. They have a surplus of middle infielders. Um, you know, you look at uh, Brandon Drury, Nick Ahmed, uh, Chris Owings, uh, Cattell Marte, Daniel Descalso. There's a lot of guys there and, and not probably enough space for all of them. 
so this would be a situation where they could trade. They do have some depth with which to trade. Um, you know, a lot of the speculation has been focused around Brandon Drury, who is a guy um, kind of seemed to be a little bit of the odd man out at times towards the end of last year um, with Cattell Marte playing uh, first and second. And then when Chris Owings got, uh, got hurt, obviously taking over the everyday job at short. Um, and Drury is a guy that would be attractive as a trade piece for other teams because he's a pre-arbitration uh, player, so he's not making a ton of money. And he has shown that uh, that he can hit at the big league level, and he's probably a better third baseman than, than second baseman, but he can play both. So uh, he certainly would be an attractive trade, trade chip. Um, you know, uh, some of the other guys might be as well, but – uh, he seems kind of to be the most logical guy if they if they were to make a move there with with their uh, infield situation. And then the final question that you put out there was, what will the catcher rotation look like? Obviously, Chris Iannetta has switched teams within the division, re-signed back with Colorado. The D-backs were in a weird spot a year ago in that they made a three-catcher system work. That's pretty rare in baseball. Yeah, and they were able to do that because Chris Herman's uh, versatility. I mean, he can play... Uh, first, he can play third in a pinch. He can play all three outfield positions. I mean, we saw him two years ago start a game uh, in center field and course field, and you don't often see a catcher come out from behind the plate and, and start a game in center field. So his versatility uh, allows them to carry uh, three catchers. Losing Chris Iannetta, I think, is something that, that is, a, is a blow for this team because he was their, their best offensive catcher, and he also came up with some really big hits for them. Uh, and was a big presence in that clubhouse as well. So, uh, you know, right now they've got uh, they've got Jeff Mathis, they have Herman, and they have John Ryan Murphy um, as their three catchers. I, I really think that they would probably benefit from adding somebody to that mix, um, whether or not they're able to do that financially or whether or not there's a catcher out there that, that kind of fits the bill. They're, they're very much a defensive first catching organization under, under Mike Hazen and Tori Lavella. So, um, whether or not uh, they're able to do that, I don't know, but I, I would certainly like to see them add somebody. We will get the answers to all of these questions throughout 2018 season, some of them before we even get to spring training and opening day, so certainly something we'll keep an eye on as this offseason eventually has to warm up and we got to get some moves going. So we will be right with you as that happens here on the podcast. This has been MOB.com Extras, our Diamondbacks edition. For Steve Gilbert, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.